Welcome in, and thank you for joining us on the Pay the Price podcast. This season is called Dawn of the Deliculum, and you are tuning in to episode two. Now, you may have heard me say uh, that we literally sit down and play without any prep work, prep work from any of us between shows. And I wanted to touch on that just a little bit before we get into the game. So tabletop role-playing games, or TTRPGs, typically played with a game master who plays all of the different NPCs and writes out the plot, storylines, or runs a pre-written adventure or module of some kind. Now, being a, B- being a GM is a pretty big commitment, and it really is just a labor of love, but it's a lot of labor for whomever steps up to the GM plate. So Starforged can actually be played in a similar way using what they call as a guide, but it's really designed for cooperative or solo play. So that begs the question, if we're all players, who's running the story? The answer is no one and everyone all at once. So when we sit down to play, none of us has any idea what's about to happen or where the story is going to go. On the fly, we narratively describe the situation and the results of our moves. So you'll notice that oftentimes one of us will make a move and then describe the results, positive, negative, or neutral. And then we just simply continue on to whomever is compelled to go next, or we actively will pass the torch, quote unquote, to someone else, depending on the situation. For experienced players, this is definitely a different, but I feel a breath of fresh air experience, especially for GMs, as it allows for everyone to carry the load together. And honestly, makes for some really interesting, dynamic, and engaging situations that you never see coming. For new players, it can be daunting and difficult to think that quickly on your feet. But Starforged also includes things called oracles, which are basically a collection of randomized tables that you can use whenever you're having trouble. Or you could always turn to other players for ideas. But we do believe that if you give it a shot and allow yourself some creative freedom with a good group of friends, you're going to have an awesome time. You can learn more about everything we've got going on and show your support at patreon.com slash samurai beat. We will have patron exclusive content and we'll be publishing other shows as well and providing online tools that you can use to facilitate your own games. Now, all that being said, let's get into the game. My name is Chris Patu, and today I have with me the primary players of the Pay the Price podcast, starting with Mr. Eddie Fuentes. Hello. <laughs> fanfare, fanfare. That's right. Suspense. <laughs> the guru, Roman Picardo. Crick, crick, crickets, crickets, crickets. No fanfare. And the debonair, oh, Ivan Palaroan. Howdy. Howdy. Hey, All right, so before we start, guys, let's do a quick repa- recap of uh, last time. On Dawn of the Deliculum, uh, our our intrepid spacefaring crew set off to deliver a some you know kind of wartime supplies, conflict supplies to a an outskirts colony called Durango Five. On the way there, we ran into a faction called the Forgotten Union. Forgotten Union. Thank you. The called the Forgotten Union, sporting their purple and yellow colors. Now they're just a bunch of you know. Pirates, basically. Glorified pirates. And while they're about to board us, we set off with an attempt to break away from them. And in that process, we discover that one Goshi has some very mysterious and interesting abilities that we had not seen coming. Also, we encountered totally unexpected flesh-like ship things going on, horror stuff going on all over the place. Nobody knows what's happening. And then it just vanishes all of a sudden. So... The crew tries to make a quick escape, get away from that weirdness. And then in the process of getting away, now 
Duke is experiencing weird voices. And suddenly he's, he's getting called from a, an unknown voice that only he can seemingly hear. And the crew decides, well, at Duke's behest, to go and investigate because it is the voice of his long-lost wife. And that is confirmed by a vision that Luce has. And of course, Luce has never even seen her. So the plot thickens and the crew is now on their way to figure out what's going on over there. Roman, you want to set up the scene for us? Yes. So, during this time, I'm going to start the scene with a flashback to about almost a year earlier. Location undisclosed. And here we find Goshi lying in a medical bed. He has an IV drip going on. One but two bags. One is clear, the other some sort of translucent green. And then he also has a, uh, a tube pumping oxygen into his lungs. And then off camera somewhere, you hear a conversation. One voice goes, He's stable for now. Giving him another large dose of the Emags will certainly damage his brain, especially the prefrontal cortex. Hmm, says a female voice. Did it affect the implant? Another voice goes in. Damn the implant. He was almost killed by that dosage in the experiment. The female voice answers. The primordials are probably laughing at us. The third male voice comes back in. Patient 54 is one of the few who volunteered first because we said the implant would enhance his abilities. Thank goodness that psychological indoctrination helped the group of test subjects too. They lasted a little longer than the others. The first male voice goes, He is an exceptional adept without the implant. Maybe that's why he was able to tolerate the high doses of emags and why he was the only survivor of his group. If, excuse me, the male voice, finding the ancient schematics of this tech was a boon. If only the data about its capabilities wasn't so corrupted. The female voice comes back then. We are so very close. <sighs> Continue with this detoxification regimen. Send a memo to all tech managers to reiterate to all their adepts to observe EMAG overdosing, usage of time limits, and detox protocol. We cannot afford our adepts to burn out or worse. Both male voices say, yes, tech counselor. Wait, says the tech counselor. Maybe our testing protocol is too narrow and restrictive. Maybe the subject needs more time to adapt with the implant. Get the subject rehabilitated rehabilitated and continue his training to normal operating standards let him know wait correction let him believe the test results were underwhelming disappointing and that much of the information about the recovered tech was unobtainable when all is ready give him an outside assignment then observe him without his knowledge let us see what happens if he naturally evolves with the implant. The two male voices say, 
Yes, Tech Counselor. Proceed to have the next batch of test subjects ready. In fact, have the next three groups prepared for experimentation. I have a meeting with the high chamber in a few months and need more positive results for them to keep investing in this project. We are so very close. And then we fade back into the crew of the Deliculum. Mm. Mm. After some shady business. Yeah. So, so with that said, um, we're on the bridge of the Deliculum. And um, having entered the course, uh, the correction course that um, that uh, Sparrow put in, and the three other crew members are still a little bewildered of the captain's actions. So, Captain, can you tell us where are we going exactly? Duke looks off a little bit, kind of lost in thought, and he says, I, I actually can't tell you that. I have the coordinates, but I don't know what we're going to find there. You expect me to believe that these coordinates just came out of thin air? As much as that voice did, yeah. I've seen weirder things happen. I know. I know it's a lot to ask, but uh, like you said, (laughs) stranger things have happened. (laughs) Luce looks over at Goshi with a side eye. Uh, I've actually analyzed our past encounters. If you are interested, I can give you a potential reason for what happened. You can tell me why that ship had flesh on its walls? I'd love to hear that. Uh, That I can't tell you. Your guess is as good as mine. But how things happened, I've analyzed that simply because it was my abilities that did certain certain actions, which I did not understand. But having had some time now and, 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 um, you know, analyzing it, um, originally all I wanted to do was detach the tethers and the bridge from our ship. Um, uh, I do not have uh, the capability to wirelessly access their systems or any systems for that matter. Yet, I thought I could. My conclusion is that whatever phenomena caused the Union ship to be physically altered was also the reason their ship's engines, power, and life support were affected. It may have had it affected me as well. However, if you still do not believe me, well, that's why I made an iron vow not to use the ship's computers without the Captain's Express. Speaking of which, um, I'll need a little bit more rest. I was in the middle of my detox protocol, and I had to take a dose of my meds before all that allocation, before all that happened. So uh, as you can see, my my withdrawal symptoms are starting up again now. 
later have to take a self-diagnosis to see if my abilities have been impaired. Well, I think we've got it from here. If you need to rest, by all means. Permission to leave the bridge, sir. Mm -hmm. He nods. And then he looks at Luz and Sparrows. So what's your take on what we saw? Honestly, Captain, I, I really still can't make of anything. I'm still kind of shaken about what, you know, I experienced on that ship, seeing what, what, what Luz and I saw on that ship. I can't explain to you in detail how it just terrifying it was. I mean, I mean, we, I could only see a part of it from the outside of the ship. What, what exactly did you see? Captain, the minute we got in there and we turned on the lights, the walls were of this pink flesh tone. And with every deep breath that we took, you could feel the walls ebbing and flowing as if the ship itself was breathing. I mean, frankly, when we got in there, we only had one goal and that was to get to communicate with you guys. So we ran like hell through that. By the time we got to the bridge and made contact with you guys, everything was gone. No trace, no sounds. It smelled different. Like it was like nothing had ever happened there. If it was just you two, I, you know, you'd think it would be something isolated to that ship, but I saw it too. We both did over here. Well, I guess that's just proof that we're not crazy. Or we're all crazy. That is another way of looking at it, yes. Do you ever experience any visions of that kind of nature? Anything like that? As you know, when I took this job, Captain, I'm a seer. I've seen many, many a vision, but I have not seen that. I know what I'll be seeing when I close my eyes tonight. If not for what just happened, I'd probably agree with you. But... Uh... Given our current circumstances, I think my mind's going to be elsewhere. Just so we're all clear, it's the first day of our journey. We've run into pirates. We somehow took out their oxygen. There was flesh colored in the ship that everyone saw. I had a vision, and now we're following ghosts. I don't think you paid me enough for this, sir. <laughs> well, I'm not taking you back anywhere, so... If we're going to renegotiate, we're going to have to do it on the way. I'm open to that. But I do appreciate your trust, if that's what we're going to call it. Let's get to our destination and we'll see. All right, Pilot, you want to you wanna give us a roll? I will give us a roll. See what happens. We're doing, um, what are we doing? Now we we could make this a progress track with yeah, an expedition. That was the next question I was going to ask. Where are yeah. we on the progress? We technically now have two um, progresses tracks. What was the first one? Deliver the shipment. The original delivery. Oh, okay. The original one, which is one of the vows, and the other one is now the ghost dealing with the ghost. All right. Yeah, it's like making it to the next set of the coordinates. coordinates. So that would be Undertake Expedition. Give it a name and a rank. 
what are we going to call this destination? Let's call it uh, Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake, yeah. Good one. Find the Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I guess we can keep it at default dangerous for now. Yeah. Yeah, since we don't know anything. All right, Sparrow. Okay. Coordinates are set, Captain. We are on our way. Rolling expedition. Ooh, are you going to choose speed, right? Keep under the radar or be vigilant? Um, well, Captain, how urgent do you want us to get there? Five years ago, if it's up to me. But uh, I'll leave it to you. We are uh, certainly under very unusual circumstances. So if you choose to slow down for, you know, safety's sake, I'm not uh, going to well, complain. Considering we had to make shift our engines there at the end, I think we should stay vigilant, Captain. That sounds good to me. I can always continue working on those on the way. All right. Bam. Weak hit. You reach a waypoint, envision the location, and mark progress per the rank of the expedition. Okay. But we could suffer costs en route or face peril at the waypoint. And what is our waypoint? Um, okay. <clears throat> All right, Captain, we're coming up on our first waypoint here. It seems to be the Tenzin outpost. Oh, the ten- we're passing the Tenzin? We're passing the Tenzin, Captain. Uh, I really hoped we wouldn't have to go past that place. Uh, do you have prior history here, Captain? I do. I do. I'm surprised you don't. You wouldn't happen to be talking about a certain somebody, would you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that all depends. <laughs> Who are we talking about here? Well, last I heard, Captain, there was uh, somebody that I knew who seems to have an out for me. And I last heard that he was around this area, so he could be on this outpost. I did my homework, but not that much homework. Mm. (laughs) No, we're not talking about the same thing. Okay, Captain. (laughs) But being hunted and... Sought by people that are from Tenzin is no uh, nothing new to me. Uh, yeah, Captain, I'm, I might have uh, gotten a little a little doohickey in prior history, so uh, just letting you know now. All right, well, if you can keep us off their radar, we might be in luck. We have to do the peril at the waypoint, right? I think so. Or yes. are you doing oh, stuff You can choose, yeah, which one do you want to go with? Uh, let's do, I'm going to go with, uh, what constitutes as a suffer? Any of the red ones. Yep. Suffer move. Could be damage to the ship or harm, loss of resources, lost momentum also counts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, because our ship is slightly damaged and we had to kind of just slapstick it together to get out, I would say uh, we're kind of low on some like fuel resources here. So, <clears throat> I think we should uh, stop by and 
refuel and resupply captain here at the outpost. No offense, Captain, but there might be somebody that can do a better job on that engine, too. I'd really like to avoid stopping at Tenzin, but I don't think we have a choice. I think you're right. It's, uh, it's too risky to try and go on the field that we've got, so... Yeah, take us in. All right, Captain. <clears throat> Tenzin, this is the Deliculum. Uh, we'd like to dock port for uh, resupply and refuel. Tenzin to Deliculum. We read you loud and clear. You are clear for Bay 13. 13, wonderful. <laughs> Copy clear for Bay 13, Deliculum. All right, Captain, uh, it'll be about five minutes till we're docked. How much time are we going to have while we find somebody to do these repairs? Well, let's see what's available to us. Hey, Sparrow, can you ask them to, like, send somebody? Uh, yeah, I can ask. <clears throat> uh, Tenzin, this is Delicium. Do you have any personnel that could uh, come take a look at our ship? We've been uh, slightly damaged on the way here. What's the model of your ship and what's damaged? Uh, we are... What are we Let's get a name. <laughs> what kind of ship are we? Okay. We are, I think. We get to roll we that rolled now. It. We're a carrier ship. No, we're no, a carrier. A courier. Courier ship. There you go. We're yeah. a courier class. Courier class. Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. Why not? Right? Didn't we roll that? I believe so. Or am I making that up? I can't remember. I know. I, I'm not sure either. All right, we'll go with it, though. Uh, Tenzin, we are a courier-class ship, and we have damage to the left engine. Heard, Deliculum. We'll send somebody over to meet you at the dock. So then, I was just going to say, so we pull in to the Tenzin outpost, which is pretty grimy, dirty, not very well kept, very um, mechanized you know, like uh, gears and pistons, loud sounds everywhere. And as Sparrow pulls the ship up into the bay, you see this small creature, probably three foot high, super like two foot wide, and a face that looks like all the features have been smushed in. And he's waiting with a bag of tools. I want to do a. I'm trying to think. I want to do some kind of. Because I'm going to roll to see if if we get spotted. By oh, anyone. um. Oh, by the people looking for you. Yeah. You could always just make it like a clock. Well, let, let's let's do this. Um, Let's do a a roll for like a straight percentage roll. What are the odds that the guy that we talked to knows who we are? Like those. Oh, it's one of those. The radio dude. Yeah. So, okay, I'm down for that. Mm, okay. what, are, what are we thinking? Decent odds. Like. 
Well, it seems like you two have the history, so I think you guys should determine what the probability is that we would get caught. Which is the... I'm thinking... Oh, there you go. Ask the Oracle. I think from from me alone, from my history and the ship alone, it's a 50-50. Okay. I mean, that would be the most recognizable from afar, right. is the yeah. ship. All right. So, so I'm going to say... Over 50, 51 plus, you're good. 50 below, no, no. All right. Roll is a 40. It's, it's uh, a no, no. We are not good. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think now we, we can start a clock all right so so off of that roll he recognizes the name of the ship and he's going to tell someone so maybe it's this person waiting at the bay maybe it is <laughs> so i'm going to say we get a clock going on um whoever whomever i guess it would be my my history will be bringing this person around. Yeah. And what's the time? Four, six, eight, or Ooh, that's a good ten. question. Um, I'm going to say four. Let's make it four. Okay. Because we're not planning to stay long. We weren't, depending <laughs> on how bad our engines are. And if, you know, they really are going to come for me. So. Okay. Um, um, yeah, let's make it a four o'clock. That my, okay. So who who who's in my history here? Ooh, digging deep. I'm gonna say I have. There's another uh, courier. There's a courier group. Let me make it a courier group that operates out of Tenzin. Uh-huh. That is in direct competition to me. Oh, well, obviously we all kind of compete, but um, rival. Yeah, because we're kind of in similar, you know, territories. We tend to come up against each other very often for competing work and stuff like that. Uh, and Duke had so part of his reputation is he, he had actually out outdone them like in a like a basically two competing jobs and he what duke did beat them out oh and so that his his side and his client were able to you know to get what they wanted instead and that kind of put a it put a bad reputational mark on this other group Hmm. and so they've never really never really forgiven duke for that and he's they're you know they're always like you better watch your back do they have a name? Oh. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for right now. Let me just grab a name from the Oracle because Oracle coming up a little blank Character. right now. How about unless you have a name, you're totally fine. Uh, <laughs> that seems a little too close to the. I got, according to Stargazer, Akim Lontok. Oh, for a name. I'm, I'm trying to get a name for the group. Oh, for the group. Uh, Faction group, then. Yeah. Okay. I got Teddy. T-E-D-I. <laughs> Teddy. Go for it. Keep it. <laughs> Keep Teddy. it. Teddy. Teddy. I am. Oh, yeah. anyway. Duke and the Teddy. 
<laughs> Coming to CW greatest, next year. Greatest rivalry ever. Turns out to be a comedy show. <laughs> um, oh, the Eben Reavers. How about that? Ooh. What is Eben, that? Eben Reavers. That's what they call themselves. So they are. They they do. Um, they do lean heavy like military type contracts. Oh, okay. And I, I basically put a stain on their reputation because that's what Duke does. Nice. <laughs> All right. So if this clock proceeds too far. They will Yikes. be coming for us. Unknown, unbeknownst to us. Unbeknownst. We are now targeted. Yeah. Um, right. And that's also going to be um, a 50-50? I think so. Or is it a likely? Well, it wouldn't. It I shouldn't be a 50-50 because you're... It's likely. Yeah. Likely. All right. Because yeah. you've been spotted. Yes. Yeah, they, spotted, they are very so much likely. motivated to come and... Not that you would know. Not that we would know, correct? So it's a, it's not that big of an outpost then, so they'll easily get to us when they get to us. So is someone going to go outside to talk to this gerbil, or are we letting him inside the ship? Gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go out and talk to him. All right. All right. Uh, good old Tenzin, eh? What's your name? Sir, my name is Thump. I'm here to fix your ship. Thump? Yep. Hmm. Okay. All right, okay. can you please show me what the problem is, sir? Yeah, you, you've done a lot of work on couriers. I mean, you know, they're not, not advanced or anything, of course, but... Uh... Sir, please do not allow my size and stature to fool you. I am very oh, skilled no. and knowledgeable in what no, I can no. do. So I'm if you could please show me... You. I'm not, not trying to say you're not trying to imply you're not skilled. You know, just the implication fine, fine, was fine. slightly there, sir, but it's fine. I think we can move past it at this point. Okay, okay. You, you know what? Sure, 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 sure. Right this way, right this way. And uh, so he takes him out to the back of the ship. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's my ship, of course. I was trying to do some repair work on it, uh, so it's a little jerry rigged. Sir, right I have now. located the problem. Can you please show me inside to your systems, and I can take care of this. You guys can be yeah. out of here in thirty minutes. Oh, thirty minutes! That's great. And, uh, what do you what do we, what do you charge for this thirty minute? Ex- could we expedite it in any way, Mister Thumb? Thirty minutes is pretty fast to fix an engine, sir. If you think you can find somebody that can do it faster, you are more than welcome to do so. The fee will be charged straight to your account. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, I'll leave you to it then, Thumb. Thank you, sir. Thump skiffles away into the back part of the ship. You just hear like wrenches and metal pieces, nuts and bolts, that kind of stuff. Do you? Uh, are you gonna need like a like a step stool or something? Sir, that is very offensive. But I will allow <laughs> I, it to pass. I, I, I'm trying to be helpful. I didn't know it's not. No, you know, because it's a big engine. That's all. I understand, sir. I see that you have clearly noticed my stature, but you have not noticed my grip. I will be fine. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that little animal is pretty weird. <laughs> I mean, if he's just, if he can get it done in thirty minutes, I'll take weird any day. <laughs> That's fair. I guess thirty minutes to chill, 
while we get refueled and get this engine fixed is good enough. Yeah. I'm going to take a couple of Z's. Should we roll the first <laughs> Yeah. The first I think we clock. should go ahead and roll. Roll. Roll uh, that beautiful bean footage. Let's see. And we said likely is 75 and yeah, under. It's, it's equal to 70. or less than 75. All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's a three. All right. One tick. <laughs> <laughs> we are so screwed. <laughs> okay. Right. So All right, you're going to get some Z's. Okay. Yeah. So loose um, retreats and disappears from the bridge. Okay. Um. So yeah, I guess um, Goshi um, wakes up because he hears all the the noise coming in from the engine, and uh, um, he goes on to his uh, personal radio. Yeah, uh, Goshi to Captain Over. Yeah, what is it, Goshi? Um. I'm, I just wanted to know what's our status. Um, I hear noise in the engine room. Over. We are docked and we've got a, a technician working on it. So with any oh. luck, we'll be out of here in less than an hour. Copy. Um, I'll go ahead and um, run a self-diagnostics to see if, uh, if I'm okay. Over. Roger that. Boom, boom. So, so are you going to keep going? Uh, no, you can go. Okay. Uh. So uh, Duke Duke comes up to Sparrow, who is kind of, you know, ch- double checking everything in the cockpit, locking everything down and making sure the, the docking is all good. So you've got uh, some history here too, huh? Yeah, um... I somebody might be looking for me, uh, an investigator of sorts. An investigator. Yes. You don't strike me as the uh, the criminal type. That's the thing, Captain. I'm not. I don't know why he's after me. Hmm. Interesting. Has he? He's pursued you before. He's came close. He was asking around. Um, Something about my past, uh, I'm not really sure of. I I was just caught up in some organizational, almost like bust, but wasn't really. I I was lucky enough to get away, but I think he's he's trying to hunt down who I was with. Now, if I remember correctly, you've got a you don't remember much of your past. Is that right? That's right, Captain. Hmm. So do you think it was this person's looking for you for something during that time that you can't recall? Or is it more recent than that? I feel like it's recent, Captain. But uh, I don't know if I can trust this guy. Thump quickly walks in from the back. Uh, excuse me, sir. You see this capacitor here? It's clearly been fried. I need to go get another one. I'll be back in five minutes. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thump. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not bad for a, you know, guy of that stature. 
It's a creature, right? It's not a creature. To each their own, Captain. To each their own. Can can Duke roll a one hundred dice and tell me yeah. tell me the number? Eighty. Okay. Go on. Alright, all right. What are you plotting over here? <laughs> Should we roll again for the clock? Uh, maybe when he gets back. Okay. Um, so wait, wait, so you so this guy's looking for you, but you're not entirely sure why. Yeah, that's is, right, is he Captain. trying to arrest you? I don't detain you. I don't know. Uh, uh, last I remember, Captain, I was I was just working, you know, with a couple of friends. Uh, we were out salvaging some ruined ships, and then you know this guy just kind of shows up, and I don't know, just things happen, Captain. I was scared. Know, and I ran away. He was he was violent. I mean, he he was pretty threatening. He had his like weapon out you know, it looked like a looked like a knife of some sort i don't know he he looked like he had some other stuff too uh, at this point i don't even know if he's truly an investigator hmm. but you're certain you came from tenzin uh, i'm 100 percent certain that last i heard he was could possibly be here should we start another clock? <laughs> <laughs> Can Sparrow roll a 100? Roll a 100. Okay. 74. Nope. Oh. I'm very afraid of these rolls. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a percentage. What are the chances that this person is here? Oh. And then start a clock. Yeah, that's another, um, you know, again, the... Um, the what move is it? Ask the Oracle, roll on the odds. Yeah, yeah. It's either likely at 75 or almost certain at 90. What do you think, Sparrow? What are the chances this guy is actually on the ship, on the station at the moment? I give it a 50 50. 50 50? All right, all right. You can drop a 50 50. 50 and below, he's 50 and below is a no no. He's actually yes. here. 51 and up, and we're good. 89. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Nice. All right, he's not nice. actually on the station. Okay, okay. The person you are trying to reach is unavailable. Please try again later. Hmm. Well, we're a motley crew, then, aren't we? We got uh, weird, weird adepts doing weird things. Got ghosts people having visions everyone's getting chased should be good times <laughs> <laughs> can goshi roll a 100 please rolling 100 stand by 44 perfect <laughs> dang it <laughs> perfectly bad <laughs> dang it <laughs> so you start wondering where uh, where thump is because it's been about 10 minutes. Right. And down the long uh, corridor of the bay, you see Thump rolling, you know, obviously very short, apparently. And from the, like, because, you know, it's all mechanical. There's a lot of hissing and gas everywhere. As Thump gets closer to the ship, you see that maybe, like, 10 yards behind him, are three armed guards. 
that are also coming towards the ship. At that point, your systems lock on the ship and gas starts coming out of the air vent. Damn that thump. Oh. All right, Duke is, take damn it. Uh, Sparrow locked the ship down, as in like locked down the functionality and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to get the other two. We need to get out of here. All right, Captain. So Duke is running towards his quarters and raising Goshi and Luz on the walkie. Like, uh, yeah, we've been compromised. Stump has called the authorities and there's he set up some kind of gas system. We're getting out of here now. Nope. So Luce does not respond. Oh. Luce. Goshi, are you there? I heard you, Captain. Um, if they're gassing us, uh, I'm going to put on our personal environmental suit just in case. Over. All right, you work your way off the ship. I'm going to check on Luz. He's not responding. Copy. Going off ship. Over. So the systems on the ship are not working. It's locked. Gas is filling. You're finding it harder to breathe. So Duke gets into his personal quarters, puts on the, the uh, you know, the personal environmental uh cover he's only he's only able to get the headpiece on which gives mm -hmm. him limited protection you know mm -hmm. and he grabs uh, his uh what do we call the material again the black iron uh black iron yeah yeah grabs his black iron knife and a and a handgun a pistol and then runs over to lose his quarters mm -hmm. tries to get the door open and meets some resistance because the system, the ship's systems are shutting down. So he has to sort of pry and wedge the door open. Runs back to his room, grabs a crowbar and other, another tool to try and force the door open. And when he manages to get it open, what does he find? When he manages to get it open, he finds Luce already in the suit but meditating amongst the gas. He's taken off his personal comm system, which is why he wasn't listening to you, mm. but he finds it easier to meditate in a quiet environment yeah. like the helmet. So he turns and says, Crapton? Crapton. <laughs> so it's Duke is standing there with it. It's just a helmet. It's, like, it's kind of like, I should have known. He's like, we're going. We need to go now. Okay, whatever you say. So Luz gets up and follows the captain, and we all meet at the bridge. I, yeah, or near the exit. Yeah, one of the portals where where we docked. He, uh, Luz raises Sparrow on the walkie. Open up the cargo, because because that's the opposite side from where they're approaching from. Open up uh, the cargo bay door if it still works, and we'll get out for that way. Otherwise, uh, they're going to be right on top of us. Captain, I've been trying all systems, and everything seems to be locked. We might have to open it manual. That's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Luke's Captain, there, you Captain. want me to try? Although I have to have your permission to use the computers. I don't know if we have time for that. Let's just get over there and crank them. Grab a crowbar. Copy. Let's go. 
All right. All right. So let's. Uh, what should we say here? Well, that'd be. Uh, Don't we have to roll? Facing danger. Facing danger. I think. Oh, facing danger. Yeah. So let's say that we uh, we get to the cargo door, and the systems aren't working, the electrical's not working, so we just have to manhandle this. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta roll for strength, which Oops. we all are garbage at. <laughs> is that is heart the equivalent of strength? No, it's iron. Uh, oh, iron. It's iron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're not looking good in that department. Well, no, we are who not. Who wants to roll it? Uh, oh, Sparrow's. But Sparrow's at the front of the ship. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Oh. It's got to be one of us. All right. Uh, I mean, I would leave it to the monster hunter. Who's, uh, the, who's the monster? Oh, sorry, that's sorry, that's sorry. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm stuck in the other game. We are the monsters. We are the monsters. It's my ship. I'll okay. do it. Who are you yes. talking about, Captain? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The gas is affecting crazy. him, guys. The I'm gas is affecting him. We need here. to open He's this door in fast. a different world. <laughs> I'm getting loopy. <laughs> Somebody get that man a suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, All right. So go ahead, Captain. Let's see. What? Yeah. How do I do the straight roll for? No, oh, we're doing the face. Is, we're gonna do this as the face danger roll. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So with strength, roll plus iron is a weak hit. Okay. And actually, let me see. Nope. Even if even with my momentum was not be enough to get past that. On a weak hit, you succeed, but not without a cost. Okay. So we do manage to get the door open and pry it down in time however let's make a sucker move here i'm going to endure some harm Ooh, how about that when you face physical injury suffer minus one health do you want to tell us what happened oh strong hit with a match does that give me anything nope on a strong hit choose one shake it off you're not wounded or embrace the pain take momentum so Duke runs over to the to the crank, and um, he starts releasing some of the you know some of the locking mechanisms that are there to keep the to keep the cargo bay door up and locked. He's dishing disengaging those, gets them all off. It's like these huge metal clamps and cranks. He's running from side to side, and then once all the locking clamps are disengaged, he runs over to what essentially looks like a giant crank wheel. <laughs> That's that just you know kind of e- eases the like a hydro- hydraulic tension that's in the the pistons that are keeping this door up. So he start he's cranking away at this huge you know wheel type lever uh, device, and in the process of doing that, he it's a it's constantly applying tension, so it's like fighting him the whole way. And he, he loses his grip on it momentarily, and it it does a it does a round and it cracks him like right in the chin, and uh, so as he it hits him in the chin and his, his face flings up, but he's able to grab the bar and keep it from kind of completely winding back up. And he takes a moment, and you're all watching him like, oh my gosh, he could have. It's hard enough to it could have knocked somebody out, right? But he's grasping on to the thing. Kind of mustering up his strength and then he just 
after a second or two, he just shakes it right off and he opens up his eyes and then he just starts cranking away at it again. And so with that extra effort and with kind of shrugging off the hit, he's able to get the door down in time. So as the door comes down, the gas starts to sort of flow out of the ship now with the, you know, with the, the open air. So it's starting to flow out and come out of the, the back of the ships and you now have this big cloud that's starting to form on the other side of the ship as Thump and these authorities are approaching from the front. So do we run or fight for the ship? That's a good question. If we stay and fight, you know there's going to be more than that. Where are we going to run without a ship? That's a good question too. <laughs> I have history on this station, but I don't know it all that well. Captain, I think we need to do whatever we need to do to leave here with the ship now. Are we all in agreement? Sorry, I, I'm not a fighter. In fact, I don't have a weapon on me. Well, that's fine, Goshi. What we need you to do is find the mechanical connection that was severed and get this ship back online. Oh, Captain, do I have your permission to... Absolutely. All right. So I will go ahead and use the computers... Would we, before you do that, would we call this a scene? I think so. Definitely. So when you, when you face an extended or complex challenge, name your objective and choose a rank. So we're going to set up a new progress track for escaping this situation, right? So mm -hmm. begin this scene. Uh, I'm also going to roll the Evan Reavers clock. Yes. Let's see what happens there. 32 ticks again. Oh, oh. Oh joy! Oh gonna get, joy! Gonna get surrounded here. We can call it escape. Uh, Tenzin Station. Is it escape Tenzin Station or escape the uh, outpost? Outpost. Outpost. Oh sure, why not? Boom, boom, boom. What can I call that? Formidable. Given our our circumstances. Yeah. Do I, I guess I'm going to try to secure an advantage? Oh, well, this says activate or. a force segment tension clock. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that they, did they see that the, we opened the cargo? Uh, they might not have seen the door open, but they're it's definitely smoke, seeing right? the gas come out. Yeah. Right. So I was going to say, we should just stay inside. Oh, we mm -hmm. could. Because we got the masks. Duke's kind of struggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hit himself with that crowbar. <laughs> All right. So, um, with that said, I guess uh, in order for me to access the mechanicals, uh, secure an advantage. Uh, yeah, or... I would say so. But um, yes. Before that, so it, it does want us to activate a tension clock. Oh, Should I thought we... you did that already. Got it. Should we say something like Tenzin is going to lock down the bay yeah. if we don't get yes. out there fast enough? Okay. Right. Avoid lockdown. I mean, I think we got to make it likely, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. They're, they're kind make of in like control it. right now. Absolutely. Right. All right. We need to come up with a plan. Do you want to release the, the docking clamps from our ship? Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean... How about just getting the ship back to where we can control anything? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of, uh, yeah, sever that control. That they sever have. the lockouts. Okay, sever the lockouts. All right, so with that said, secure the advantage. I will use my expertise. I am using wits, and I will use Kimai Tech. Uh, when you make a move to reconfigure, optimize, or hack. Got it. So I will use a, another plus one for that. Crossing fingers. Three, two, one. Weak hit. And okay. momentum wouldn't do anything, so I got a weak hit. Uh, on a hit, you are successful. Alright, good. There you go. And then choose one. I will take the plus two momentum. Okay, so you have gotten us control again. Yes, yes we have control of our ship. The entire ship? So we got like full control of our ship? Sure. Why okay. not? Well, that's um, They locked us out of our ship and now we regain control so but we're still under the we're clamps. still yeah we're still under the clamps which i can't do anything on our end so thinking quickly loose turns to the captain and says we shouldn't turn anything on on the ship they have no idea that we have control of the ship and that can be our element of surprise captain you're looking pretty rough Maybe yep. you can sneak out through the cargo door and ambush them as they come into the ship. Sparrow and I can meet at the airlock, and when they come in, um, Goshi can cut the doors, lock half of them out, half of them in, and we just take them out. Okay. He, he gives you a thumbs up because he's trying not to breathe. And then he kind of <laughs> sneaks his way out of the down yeah. down the cargo ramp, and then finds a place to hide uh, while they make their way to the ship. All right. Loose gets on the radio. Sparrow, meet me at the airlock with your guns. Okay. And should we roll a, a time clock? Clocker. Oh yeah, we gotta roll the clock again. Copy that, Loose. I'll see you there. And who wants to roll? Who's feeling lucky? <laughs> I haven't rolled yet. <laughs> I'll roll since I haven't rolled anything yet. All right, all right. What is it? Just a hundred? Yep. I got a five. Oh, I'm never <laughs> lucky. That's, That's so low. One. It should count as two. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. We're starting to hear the uh, the mechanisms for the lockdown go into effect. Mm -hmm. Duke is looking around like, crap. We are running out of time. They're gonna lock us in here. So it's four people at the airlock, right? Thump and three other like armed guards. Thump is clearly the leader here and the one in charge of all these people. So he's outside and you see that he has like this radio receiver type box in his hand. Mm -hmm. And he says to the armed guards, Go in there and get him. I'm going to stay out here. I can't do well with the smoke. It gets in my sinuses. And with the press of a button, <laughs> the door opens up and like billows of gas come out. But these three guards don't seem to mind at all. And they walk in. I mean, I, I think it's uh, the fray time. Or is okay. somebody else want to make a move before we do that? Uh... I think we're pretty primed for so yeah we have control of the ships were you meaning for duke to engage like 
as they're going in or as we split them up? As we split them up. That way Duke can take care of the thump since he didn't come in the ship. Right. Yeah. And Sparrow and I will take on three people. All right. So I think maybe we do a move uh, for Sparrow's timing. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, securing an advantage, I suppose. Oh. Or do we call that just face danger in the scene? Because that'll determine if we mark progress or not. Oh, that mm. too. So you're saying to face danger from Sparrow's, per- Sparrow's perspective uh, to get to the door on time? Well, if, if he successfully cuts Sup- them up, splits them up. Yeah. Well, that would be Goshi, actually. Because Goshi has, is um, in control of the ship yeah. systems. So. Sparrow's not at any controls because he's coming to meet me. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I would have to make... Um, Secure or yeah, for me since I'm not in any danger, I guess to make um, secure an advantage again. Well, you're reacting to an imminent threat. Yeah, it's an imminent right. threat to us. I think you could do face danger. Okay, I would even so. say with speed and agility. Okay. Since okay, we so. since it's a timing thing. Yeah, it's a timing okay. thing. Timing thing. Okay, say let me look for the face. Da- ah, there it is. Face danger. So since it's a timing thing. Agility, excuse so me, it's um edge. edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. roll the edge. Okay, edge. Oh joy, something I'm not good at. <laughs> okay, rolling. Standby. Um, I can't. So I'm using the computers to lock them out. You, since we only have control of our own system. Right. Basically, you're just closing the door on them. Okay, yeah. so I can't use them. my tech ability again. Uh, you know, configure, optimize, hack, or dis- disrupt an electrical system. So yes, I can do that I again. I think so. Excellent. And but unfortunately, I'm using Edge because it's so a we're, time. We're trying to, are we cutting? Are we just cutting the three off from Thump, or are we you trying to split the three also? No, I think the three. I mean. If I remember correctly, the way we describe the ship is that there's the cockpit area, the bridge area, and the cargo bay. Like, it's not that big. So, so. I would imagine that they're going to be together. Okay. Okay. So, edge plus one. All right. Here we go. Here we go. And I got a miss, but I think I can burn oh, yeah, my I momentum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fun if you don't. I yeah, sure it's hope fun if you so. don't. So I burn momentum, and it's a strong hit. Nice. All right. Okay. Mark you progress. are successful and mark progress. I will mark that. Excellent. Oh, and so face danger. Nice. All right. So you do successfully cut them off. Yes. I guess Sparrow and I should enter the fray. Yep. You guys want to go first? You want me to go first. Up to you. You guys can go first. Go ahead, Sparrow. All right, we will enter the fray. All right, Luz, is it is it only the three of them? Yeah. That you saw. Okay. Now here's a here's a quick question. Yeah. Since we're since we're doing this as a scene, could we do this as face danger? Oh. Instead. Hmm. I think there's merit to that. You know, because if we do enter the fray, it's unless we consider any combat progress as 
the same as scene progress, yeah. Maybe we could do it that way. So for formidable, it's one box per success. Yep. Would that make it too easy if every face, every move we do, well, I guess each move, somebody could die off of one move, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could happen pretty fast. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah, I think I think we do it that way, right? So if if you're doing combat moves and they apply to that goal, we can mark it. I think that works. So we would use the combat stuff, but on wins mark. Shouldn't yeah. yeah. Cool. Good question. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. Sorry, Evan. Go ahead. Okay. So Sparrow, who's kind of like on the corner of where the. Uh, the main hatches pulls out his pistole and looks at Luz and it says alright we, we're taking these dudes out right for sure no holes barred alright say no more it's your black iron pistol my black iron pistol my my heavy duty so that that would constitute as they're basically caught in a trap yeah right that's what I was okay yeah, preparing okay. to act against an unaware foe. All right, so I will roll wits. Oh, wait. I think caught in a trap would be if we were caught in a trap. But the one above it, preparing to act against an unaware foe. Oh, oh okay, I got you. So got you. technically, okay. you, you are in control then. Okay. Do we need to roll that? Yeah, I mean, that's what this roll is, basically. It will tell us if we're in control or not. Yeah, I would say shadow applies. Strong hit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You are in control. Right. Take plus two momentum. And we are in control. Well, you, you are. You are. are. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> I rolled a five previously, so who knows? But here it goes. <laughs> Strong hit. All right. Yeah. Uh, see, we. All right. <laughs> I see. You. I see. You. All right. Okay. <laughs> you want to describe what happened, Sparrow? All right, so, <clears throat> so Spare pulls out his gun, and as the three guards are walking in, the door closes behind them, and to their surprise, they're caught pretty much unaware that we had reclaimed the ship's systems. Uh, and in their moment of confusion, Sparrow uh, takes one shot uh, towards the frontmost guard and hits him square in the chest. And as he's falling, uh, he looks at Luz, who is hoping that, you know, he could also shoot some other, or I, what's your weapon? I forget. So I have knives and pistols. Knives and pistols. Okay. So I'm hoping you also have your pistol out. <laughs> so he looks at Luz with like a, like a side-eye grin. He's like, yeah, we got him. So I think normally enter the fray tells you if you're in control or not. Yeah. Yes. And then you would strike. Then we would have to strike. Shot. Yeah. Oh, so and we then can strike. Okay, okay. We can keep that in there. It's fine. Like, it can, it can be we did something. Like, if you shot him in the chest, maybe it didn't kill him. You know what I mean? But, like. He's probably armored up. Yeah. You yeah. probably ruined yeah, he's his a, armor. He's a, he's, a, he's a pretty hefty dude. Hefty. Those hefty. Dudes. Hefty. Hefty. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do you want to do that? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll go with that. So as Luce sees Sparrow squarely hit this super big boy, 
and is left there stunned. Uh, Luce lets the second person pass, and when the third person comes in through the door, takes one of his combat blades and just sticks it through the person's foot with such force that the blade kind of gets stuck in the metal a little bit, which hasn't killed them, but has incapacitated their movement. And then I guess we can go to the outside. Duke <clears throat> sees the door close down, and then Thump looks over with surprise, and he starts fidgeting with his with that device that he has in his hand. Because he's now suddenly confused as to why he doesn't have full control of their ship, and he's just banging on the button trying to <laughs> trying to get it to reopen again. He's like, "Why? Why? Why is the door closed? I didn't tell it to close." And as he's fumbling with that and like looking up at the door, down at his device, up at the door, Duke sneaks out from his from his hiding spot with his black iron blade ready and is entering the fray. So I'm going to say also Shadow, because he's still unaware. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's a strong hit with a match. Yeah. Again. But no extra benefit. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Take both. So two momentum and in control. Momentum is looking great right now. And I will roll the strike. I'm in control and assaulting at close quarters, which is unfortunate. But it is what it is. Going iron. Can you? <laughs> I want to show you a screenshot of this roll. <laughs> it's a. It is a strong hit with a match again. What? I, I rolled a one on the die, which means my action number is two. <laughs> so <laughs> both challenge dies came in at a one. All right. Wow. Whew. So strong hit. I can't see. I'm not getting any benefits from these matches, man. It's killing me. You got to do it when it counts. I know. No, he's, he's peaking too early. <laughs> so it's a strong hit. We get to mark progress twice. Dominate my foe. So Duke comes around, all stealth-like. Thump is way too busy trying to figure out this whole situation. And then Duke, Duke manages to get right up behind him. And uh, he takes he, ta he takes his sword and kind of positions it over the controller. And just a as he's hitting this button, he, he pokes the button with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's like, you, you lying little shit, right? Because you're going to need a lot more than a stepping stool when I'm done with you. <laughs> and he, he drives the blade down. And since he's so short, it's basically running like right through his collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he just drives it right down oh. through the ground. <laughs> Like, yeah, technically, that's a lethal blow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mess with the Duke. Pulls out the blade, flings off the, the weird creature guts, the space dribble guts, and then he radio Sparrow. Sparrow, open that door if you got the chance. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Goshi. Okay. Go ahead and open the door. Uh, to the airlock, you mean? To the like the side, the one you just closed. Yeah, oh, lock. okay. Airlock. All right. Um, since I'm in control, do I still need to do a roll? Since I'm not in. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. Think so. so just, just say it's opened. 
So as the airlock opens, you see the three armored dudes, one with a bleeding foot, the other one with a hole in his armor in the chest, and I'm going to strike. Oh, yes. So since we are at close quarters, it'll be iron, which is terrible, but that's fine. We'll see. Strong hit. All right. On a strong hit, mark progress twice. Twice again. Yeah. So, um, Luce had one of his blades, like, in a kneeling position through the foot of the third guy. And as he pulls that knife out, he cuts behind the knee so that the foe drops to their knees and then grabs their head, pulls it back, does a slash through the throat, and they, with no words, no emotion, and one guy's down. Do you want to give it a go, Sparrow? Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I will also strike plus iron. Bam. I have a miss. Oh, no. But that's okay, because I think I can burn. Burn, maybe burn. I burned for a weak hit. Okay. Mark. Wow, still mark progress, mark progress twice. twice. Okay. But you're in a bad spot. But now you're in a bad spot. <clears throat> so Sparrow, after seeing Luz kill the last guard in the back, uh, takes up his gun for another shot at the uh, first guy because he had only just broken his armor. Uh, so he aims he aims for the for the first guy but the second guard happens to uh throw like a like a knife from the side because he was kind of behind the first guard so he he throws a knife towards towards sparrow and sparrow seeing it last second kind of dodges but as he's as he's like dodging, he kind of trips over uh, like loose wire on the floor, and he, he basically trips and lands like right in front of the uh, the first guy that he shot. So he's like basically at his feet, just laying there. Oh man! Okay. Ooh. That is a bad spot. Let's uh, let's do some rolls for the clocks. Oh. Uh... I'll roll the, the the lockdown clock. All right, go for it. And 82. Oh, all right. <laughs> no movement there. I'll roll the other one. 34. Keeps oh. on counting. <laughs> <laughs> one more and the Reavers will arrive. All right. The Ebon Reavers. Did you want to make a move, Goshi, before? Um, let's see. What can I do from my... I can't do anything outside the ship. Um, and we are, we are, our goal is to escape. Try so. to escape. Oh. Um, okay. If we're going to try to escape, um, and I do have permission to use the computers, maybe I can, with the, the ship's weapons target the clamps 
so we can get loose. I'm securing an advantage. I think so. So even this would be a little bit of an unusual adept on act on this particular ship, right? Yeah. Because usually somebody mans our guns. Right. Ah, I can do it from the... Sh Let's see. I got to bypass this, bypass that. I should be able to connect from here. And... All right. So I will use my expertise to try to access the weapon systems. So that'll be wits. And because of my tech abilities, plus one. All right. Here we go. Strong hit. All right. So plus two momentum for me, and okay, one. I have access to the ships. All right, Captain, I have access to the the ship's weapons. Do you want to try to blow off the clamps? Well, you did. Oh, okay. I think, I think oh. that strong hit means you did. Okay, fine, fine, Captain. I'm blowing off the clamps to see if we can get away. Fantastic, Duke says he's he's stepping into the. The ship now, yeah. So he's coming in through the door. Smoke's still kind of blowing its way out around him. And he he comes in, and it takes him a second to kind of get his bearings because he's, you know, just getting the scene of the room. And he sees that he he sees uh, Sparrow stumble down as, as the weapons on the ship are firing down the clamps. And he's already got his knife in hand, so he's gonna. In that moment, he's just gonna flip it around in his hand and throw it at the, at the guard. Uh, what are we calling them? Guards at the. Um, yeah. The guard that's standing right over Sparrow, trying to take him out. So that will be a strike at a distance. Yeah, man, I'm terrible in combat. All right. I think we all are. <laughs> that's fine. Here we go, Edge. It's a miss. I need. I definitely need to burn. So my momentum right now is sitting at a nine, which is fantastic. That gets me over both. So that's a strong hit. If I burn, uh, I'm going to burn momentum and go back down to two. So strong hit. Mark progress twice. Dominate your foe and stay in control. So marking progress, prog progress, progress, progress twice actually puts us at ten on the track. So. Whenever we're ready, we can make the move to get on out of here. Yeah. Um, so Duke tosses the knife up to try and be kind of cool and stylish with his, <laughs> with his attack. Almost <laughs> fumbles it in the process, but manages to get it at just the right spot that he's used to throwing it at, you know, because this is his special weapon. He just launches it right, right at the guard, the back of the guard, and it comes spinning through the air. And because it's black iron, it doesn't give, it gives zero Fs about the armor that he's wearing. <laughs> and it just plunges right through his chest down to the hilt so that you've got a couple inches of, well, more than a couple inches, but you've, you've got, you know, Sparrow looks up and there's, as the guard is about to make a, basically a coup de gras on him the the point of the knife comes right out through the front of his chest and he falls and slumps over to the side so duke comes back over rips the knife out of his back <laughs> he's like i think i am paying you guys enough and he starts <laughs> flinging off that that blood from his knife too and that leaves us with an immobilized guard and the other guard right 
Right. No, they're all. That was the third one. Oh, there's the one left, right? Yep, it's on that. Yep. Um, so we could, if somebody wants to make a final move to get us out, we could resolve him and the escape all at once. I think that's the job for our pilot. That would be me. All right, let's do it. The get pilot. Up. Get up there. All right, Sparrow. Get us the right. F out of here. Yeah, thanks, Captain. So you can do a... <laughs> oh. Finish the scene. All right. So I'm rolling the die on the progress track, right? It should, if it's at a 10, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Roll. okay. All right. Strong hit with a match. Oh, are you serious? Let's go. Yeah. We just teleport there. Exactly. Dang, no benefit from the match again. On a strong Ah. hit, you achieve your objective unconditionally. So you you also take out this third guy before getting us out of here. (laughs) So how does that go down? All right. So so after Duke takes out the the one guard sparrow gets up and quickly aims his uh his his metal pistol uh at the at the final guard uh and and you know channeling his his gunslinger in him aims for the head and just blows one like bullet just straight to straight to the temple and his head just explodes and uh, so he looks at he looks at Duke and Luz, and he says, "Well, I think you know. I think that's uh, I think it's a job well done." <laughs> and uh, Duke is like, "That that gun is amazing." <laughs> uh, Sparrow's like, "Thanks, Captain. Uh, I think we should. I think we're uh, we should we should go." Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's get on out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna see myself to the bridge. This whatever. You saw it. Yeah, just let that let that sit in. So Sparrow runs up to the bridge, and uh, he starts firing up all the systems, and he starts re-entering the uh, the coordinates that uh, we had originally placed in for for Duke. And so he's firing out the systems, and the fuel's all good. He calls up to the captain. He says. Uh, Captain, I think we're we're gonna head out here at uh, full speed. So I think uh, everybody should uh, should buckle on down. I guess Thump wasn't uh, completely useless after all. And <clears throat> so Sp- uh, Sparrow fires up the engines, and they pull out of the dock. And at high tail speed, they just head on out to the. Uh, the wilderness of space. I'm gonna do one quick roll here for this class. <laughs> All right, I rolled a 21. So as as the as the ship spins around and starts pulling away from the dock, the we see the the like the the large dock doors at the end of the at, at, like in that go into the outpost. Basically, they open up, and there's a whole gaggle of. Uh, what are they called? The Ebon Reavers there. And they are up in arms. There's like a, probably like 10 of them showed up. And they, they're all decked out. They got their guns. They've got some restraints and everything. And they're charging towards the ship as we're making our exit. And you can tell they're they're just 
furious that we managed to get away. Thanks for tuning in to Dawn of the Deliculum on the Pay the Price podcast. Dawn of the Deliculum and the Pay the Price podcast are products and trademarks of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samurai beat. We seek to entertain and enable adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.